0: Welcome to the Great Game Debate Podcast, where friends come together to talk about video games and our lives. As usual, I'm your host, Caden, and joining me this week, of course, is the godfather of the debate himself, Jonah Gomez. How you doing, buddy?
1: I'm doing all right. Uh, I just wanted to say that I'm super excited for this episode. Um we I know on the last episode, I promised that we were going to do a stream for it, but I uh, Because of Mother's Day, we had to push this episode recording back, so next one we'll have the stream up for uh, Patreon.
0: We're just being good sons and daughters. (laughs) Speaking of good sons, (laughs) LaSasiasi, our man in Australia, Stephen Beaumont. How you doing, buddy?
2: Yeah, doing good, mate. I am really excited for today as well, for two reasons. One, this episode, but also getting plaster delivered for my uh, extension on my house, so in a oh, few the weeks, I might even have a uh, Might even have a separate recording space Which would be nice I thought you said even you, like you were gonna get plastered He like <laughs> <laughs> You know
1: He can,
0: he can do both he I believe in both.
3: him
2: yeah.
0: And uh, the sultry tones you hear Of course are coming from The golden voice Of the podcast, Matteo. Your title, your official title Has been decided by the community
3: That title is
0: a lot of pressure. That is a lot of pressure (laughs) on that
1: title. All you have to do is talk. Well, I mean, (laughs) yes, it was decided by the community, but it was decided by a very special person from the community.
0: True. Shout out to Wesley Bates. We miss you and we love you, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, our special guest this week is none other than Jill Grote of the Indian Informer. How are you doing? I'm
4: doing. Well, uh, congratulations on saying the last name right. That's always a stumbling block.
0: Your Twitter bio (laughs) helped. Yeah, I put that there on purpose. (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, thanks so much for taking time out of your day to be here with us. We really, really appreciate that.
4: Uh, No problem. Thanks for having me. I'm ready to get some debating going.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, guys, I hope you stopped by Casey Jones' apartment to borrow his hockey stick, because it's time for the icebreaker. all right uh i was just like the
4: um by the way i was just like uh like in star wars how they always made the the whooshing sounds for the (laughs) light i literally (laughs) made my own sound
2: effect there i apologize (laughs) no it's it's very hard for me to uh jonah does a a glass breaking sound effect and i i have to stop myself from going
0: (laughs) Well, uh, this week in lieu of a community question, kind of, since we have Jill on the podcast, I thought it'd be fun to celebrate indies and talk about uh, some of our first indie games we ever played. Um, I guess I'll just kind of jump in. I'm not sure which came first, but I'm pretty sure one of my first indie games was either, like, one of the Supergiant or the SteamWorld games. It was probably, like, SteamWorld, Dig, or Transistor. And I think that's when, like, my little teenage brain kind of like came online with Indies and I was like, Ooh, these are cool. But uh, yeah, it's just been awesome to see both of those developers flourish and just get better with each release. I mean, I think super giant games now are among like my most anticipated mm-hmm. releases. Like I cannot see what, Oh, well, we know what they're going to do next. They're doing Hades 2, baby. <laughs> what, yeah.
2: uh, what about you, Steven? um yeah so that it, it's um it's interesting because i started playing indies when playstation plus didn't let you keep the games back when it was like you mm. would rent it was like you got to play games for a month while oh, it was I like see. oh this month you can play machinarium and um games like hell yeah and what is it? Oh, shoot many robots that was probably my favorite one <laughs> and it was just this really cool time just to realize jetpack
0: joyride i just (laughs) (laughs)
2: remember yeah it was just this really cool time when it was really early on just to realize oh this is what we've been missing from the gaming landscape when everything went 3d and everything was just getting bigger and broader and bigger maps and not that everything was open world yet but just everything was just getting bigger scope bigger scope everything looked like a b movie kind of thing um and and then just to get these 2D um, games that were, like, harkening back to the arcades and harkening back to, like, NES and Super NES and stuff like that. Yeah. And it was just, yeah, it was really awesome, especially, like, um, yeah, I really like Machinarium because it sort of got me in, back into, like, um, slower-paced um, puzzle games. Um, but Shoot Many Robots was, like, this amazing mixture of RPG and um, Metal Slug that was just... Mm, really good and I got a bunch of mates to play with me I think it was up to four player co-op maybe but um yeah it was so much fun
0: that's it very cool very cool uh Jill what about you
4: so I have a very shocking uh confession
5: Uh oh
4: I didn't start playing indie games until I was pretty much an adult Mm -hmm. uh part of the reason being um I I was into video games my whole life uh, obviously, love writing about video games, but something in perhaps the way that I look different than a lot of people in this space, um, a lot it took a lot for me to be taken seriously. Mm. So that meant for me, usually playing the biggest things that were happening mm. to like I be see. an authority yeah. figure on mm. that, um, which is really upsetting because I wasted yeah. so much time <laughs> yeah, playing. Yeah, yeah. Like, not playing these amazing things. So I am making up for it in my adult life. <laughs> awesome.
0: <laughs> um, any uh, particular... Do you
2: remember? Yeah, sorry. Go. Do you yeah. you yeah, yeah.
4: my first, like, experience with an indie was? Probably, like, it probably would have been something where my parents stopped off at, like, the video store when those still existed um. Um, <laughs> and, like, picked something up. And they were like, well, you'll love this. Or, like, I was playing something online...
2: That was like a flash game or something yeah yeah it's actually, like
0: actually do all do you, you think about it yeah. a computer lab
2: helicopter that was a big one in my school oh um, yeah
1: yeah
3: that, that's honestly what i was thinking with my answer like it's got to be one of those like new grounds like flash yeah games i was gonna say like, maybe, yeah. maybe alien hominid or something that like <laughs> later mm-hmm. became like an actual release <laughs>
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. Def- definitely something like that. Lots of love for those uh, for that for newgrounds in general, honestly. What a, what a wild time of the internet.
4: <laughs> yeah,
1: 100%. I was uh <laughs> How about you, Jenna? So what like really like uh indie game that I paid for, the the main thing that I think of like the first ones that I got were it was like Bastion on the Xbox 360 Yeah, we were doing Super um, giant. Uh, mm-hmm. the like the summer of arcade and whatnot. But I, I miss like, Super Meat Boy and Braid and stuff. I never played those. Yeah. Um. But they had this cool, like, ap- apocalyptic game that came out called I Am Alive. And, like, I don't hear anybody talk about it. But the thing, the cool mechanic in that game was your, like, ammo is just super limited. And you're, like, this dude trying to save this little girl. Kind of, like, before uh, The Last of Us came around but uh if you were like out of ammo in your handgun or whatever you could still like hold people up and pretend that you did have ammo nice. <laughs> and it was just like this cool mechanic of like trying to bluff the enemy to either escape or knock them out in whatever way it was uh it was a cool little indie game
0: yeah 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 shout out to all those games like you said um you know Super Meat Boy and Braid and like Fez and like Binding of Isaac, that were just kind of like those breakouts that started making people take indie seriously, and we're like turning those developers into like millionaires overnight. It was just like a crazy, crazy yeah. time.
2: Yeah, yeah, like in Indie Game, the movie and stuff like that. Um, yeah, really mm-hmm. cool. Um, I was gonna say, I just want the record to show that. Jonah did not say Bloons, so fake fans. Oh,
5: <laughs>
1: I, said, I said the first it indie game that it. I paid I know, for. I know, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> but you're probably right. Bloons Tower Defense was one of the first, like, indie games that I played. Oh, man.
0: Cool. All right. Well, I know we'll just kind of roll into our little interview with you here, Jill. So um, you've been... Uh, prolific in the games journalism field. Uh, looks like you used to write Game Informer, Screen Red, Destructoid, Indie Game. Um, so tell us a little bit, you know, about your journey with video gaming and how Indie Games became such an important part of your life and led to the Indie Informer site that you write now.
4: So just a, just a quick question. Hey.
5: Uh, <laughs>
0: Easy. So
4: yeah I actually um I've always loved video games but uh, like it never occurred to me that you could do anything in the video game realm really for like money I'm not particularly good at computers I'm not like a science tech person um so I was like I'm not going to be able to make video games so uh, obviously there's nothing else you can do um so I actually went to school for um history of art, and classical studies. And I started... Yeah, I started... I I did 10 years of my career in museums. Oh, Um,
0: wow. That's cool. Yeah. That's Very
4: strange. It is a place where you don't talk about video games. Right. For most people, (laughs) if you tell them this, uh, they are very confused. Um, And so... Yeah, my, my career was very divorced from all of that for a long time, but I realized sort of as I was getting further and further into that career that I was in a good place, you know, getting paid. I, mean, I live in the Bay Area and I was able to like cover expenses. So, you know, it's a A uh, good day job. Um, but like I was getting up, I wasn't anywhere near the top of the ladder, but I could see where I was going. And I was like, I'm still not like satisfied with this. Yeah, sure. Um. So I think one of the big things that really hit me to make that to make a sudden change was um, I went to E3 uh, and I saw when Keely was still doing the the Coliseum mm, yeah. events. Yeah, mm-hmm.
5: um,
4: one of them was a teacher from my old school giving a oh, talk uh, on indies because of really course cool. when I was there they didn't have the accredited video game uh credential but now they mm-hmm. do. Um and she was just talking about indies and making their way through and how you can do it and like how you can break out and like I wasn't gonna make indies but mm. there was a lot of stuff that like spoke to me about how she was like you don't have to be in this desk job to be really uh, Living your life, and you can make it, and and you can do what you want. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I can.
5: <laughs> um,
4: so that was a big one. And then another big thing that kind of weaved in around this time was Stardew Valley.
1: Oh, um, nice.
4: And the the intro, I'm sure everyone here has played. Um, is you start out in Stardew Valley in a cubicle farm, like not satisfied with your life living the grind and i'm like i'm i was playing through it i'm like oh i'm sort of feeling this <laughs> <You> um <know. laughs> and then you move out into the farm and it's great so like a lot of things kind of pushed me but those things were uh very forefront in my mind and i'm like hey you know what i am just going to apply to in um game informer i'm gonna apply to game informer and and see what happens and uh a couple weeks later, I got a reply from Ben Reeves uh, saying, like, hey, uh, come be an intern. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Cool. Um, <laughs> so I quit my comfortable job and moved across the country to Minnesota. Man. I live in California. I am born and raised in California, oh, and I moved no. to Minnesota in the fall.
3: Oh, wow. my God. <laughs> <laughs>
4: um, everyone made fun of me because I was always wearing a jacket no matter where I was. um <laughs> <laughs> but I learned so much. Everyone was so fantastic. Um, it was like, this is, this is what I wanted to do. This was the thing that was fulfilling. Um, so I finished my internship. I, um, I freelanced for a few years. Um, so those are all of the things that you were talking about. The, the screen rant and the destructoid and um you know, very happy to be able to, like, cover things for different people and people giving me a shot. Uh, but when Game Informer started, had an opening for hiring, I jumped in there and they hired me. Um, and I had a great time, you know, back with my people, you know, and they're yeah. still my fam and I love them very much. Hi, everyone. Um, <laughs> but then layoffs came around. And yeah. it's so distressing because Game Informer at its inception, was supposed to be a place that that didn't happen to. It was supposed to be a place where people uh, got hired, you could work your entire career there, you could stay, you could uh, make enough money to make a living, to have a house, to have a family. That was Mm -hmm. the intended purpose uh, of what was going on. So to have a second round of layoffs was heartbreaking. And it's sort of like, I didn't want... Game Informer to be a place of heartbrokenness for me. I yeah. wanted it to still be that place I love. Um, and not learn to resent it, and not learn to be upset. Um, yeah. So I didn't get laid off. I actually went to my boss, who is now the editor-in-chief, Matt Miller, great human being. Um, and he was like, yeah, 100%, I support you. Uh, and then was able to turn around and get someone who had laid, been laid off back into my position That's so that cool. they were able to continue That's um, cool. um and so i didn't really know what to do i'm like okay is this the dream done like am i i could apply so many people were so lovely and were reaching out and they're like you can come work here here's some job opportunities here and i could have gone into uh writing for another big outlet i could have uh i got some people were interested in having me, like, join a team of a major platform. Um, uh, I could have gone on to the PR side. You know, I had a lot of thinking to kind of do as to what I wanted to do. Um, I'm not huge into the idea of of moving over to PR.
2: I know a mm-hmm. lot of people
4: do a job, and that's great. Yeah. Um, and I was really hesitant to move on to another outlet because, as we've seen this past year, mm-hmm. That's not uh, yeah, sustainable. Definitely. And like I-, I can't take that heartbreak again. So, yeah, um, I decided to start up my own website because I can't lay myself off.
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> unless you have a really <laughs> bad day. Yeah, like, oh. you know what? I'm You're fired today. <laughs>
4: <laughs> um, yeah, so out of that, I-, I decided to make my own website, and I called it the Indian Former because while i was a game informer i was the indie voice um and some of my coworkers gave me that nickname
0: so cool um, yeah
4: so it is a, a a lovely um homage to them and to game informer because i love them so much still um and and i just now i just get it like at game informer it's always great because you get to cover everything but like there are occasionally things that come your like oh it's this big triple a title and you're the person for it i'm like okay i'll do that um Mm -hmm. but now i get to cover the games that are strictly interested interesting to me so i get to shout out all these little games that like people have a tendency not to one hear about but two Mm -hmm. if they do hear about it's like oh i'll wait for that until after the big games and then Mm It's always so harsh for me to hear how like people will get disappointed with AAA games and I'm like, but you should be playing this. It's so <laughs> yeah, great right right. Now. <laughs> Yeah.
5: Um
4: so yeah, that's the whole purpose of the indie informers just to like have a space for, you know, all the way up to like Triple-I indie down to no one's ever heard of me and I put it out for free on Steam uh, to kind of get a spotlight so people can check this out. And mm. that's hopefully what I'm doing
0: yeah that's awesome. Just to so take a minute to lavish praise on the Indian former, I think you know we're all pretty big fans of. I mean, it really does feel like the definitive place to go if you want to put have your pulse on indie games i mean if you if you have not heard of it, uh, listeners, if you go on there and just scroll down for like three seconds, you're gonna see like you know five to ten games you probably never heard of before. um that look awesome. so yeah, I think you're you're doing a really awesome thing with the Indian former Jill. um yeah, Stephen, you had a question.
2: Yeah, I was just going to ask, like, so being that you are, you know, the sole proprietor, like, h- how much of your day is spent sifting through emails, like, trying to work um, out what you're going to cover? <laughs> uh,
4: that, yeah, I mean, those things that it's like, it's really hard because uh, administrative tasks, like getting your email, reaching out for things, uh, keeping your eye on what's going on, um, is an invisible thing. Yeah. So, like, I always feel like, I, I usually try to take a big chunk of my day to get through everything, but then I feel like I haven't done anything, <laughs> you know? Even though I'm like, okay, I've secured code for this, I've requested this, I've I made that connection, I'm making sure I'm going to this event. Um, but, like, on the website, there's nothing new. And I feel bad because it's like I want people to I, – I try to put something new up every day. Um, so, yeah, it is – uh, it is just me, and it is overwhelming at times. Mm-hmm, but I yeah. try really hard not to get overwhelmed. I guess because it is yeah. about it. It's not like I try to say like the Indian former is not for fun, but it is mm. for me. It yeah. is a professional endeavor, but mm. it is my professional endeavor. Yeah. So if it's something where my mental health is starting to get, um taken down by something i'm like okay i gotta change change things up maybe i don't have to cover it that way maybe there's a different way to go about this maybe that's not maybe i'm pushing against this because it's not something i want to cover maybe i just need to hold off on answering emails for a day you know Mm -hmm. or or there have been days where i'm like i i just can't write today i'm just i'm just gonna play games and and not worry about it yeah recharge Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, it it's a task. <laughs>
1: yeah. I couldn't imagine like the the four of us we manage a single Discord server and that's already <laughs> a lot and like managing the podcast and the Discord server that's a lot on the four of us and so like Just having crazy. to manage a whole website by yourself, mm-hmm. oh man, that sounds extremely overwhelming. So kudos yeah, to that's you. A lot. <laughs>
4: I don't have to deal with anybody else, though. So
1: that's <laughs>
0: <interesting>. <laughs> uh, Before we move on, are there any um, recent... Uh, indies, you just kind of want to give a, a shout-out real quick? Uh,
4: yeah, absolutely. Um, I would love more people to get... Um, like, it's strange to me because this was a big game and uh, I feel like didn't get a lot of love for recent... Um, but it is uh, the case of the Golden Idols DLC. Just yeah.
2: yeah. It is so fantastic. Steven's so excited. Um, I, I haven't played the DLC yet. I, I do need to buy it, but it's so cheap as well, the DLC. Yeah, but
0: you yeah. love the the base oh, game. Uh, uh, yeah, it's
4: called the Phenomenal. Spider of Lanka.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, and it is all of the like, you throw back into this world and you're like, there, there's no way they can make a new scenario that's going to like tease my brain but also make me feel really smart. Yeah. Again. How are they gonna do it again? And they manage. And I love that. That's awesome. Um, so good. It is a very short experience. There are three cases. Um it took me about three hours, so about an hour a case. Um yeah. but yeah it's so so worth it.
2: Love yeah. it. That was my number three game of the year. Yes, last year. That was it's oh, so, good. so good. I like <laughs>
4: unlike other things like um the Oberdin. Mm, yeah. Like also fantastic. That's <laughs> also fantastic. But the thing about Oberdin is um it can get so frustrating. Yeah. Because you're just afloat in the sea of like, mm. okay, I don't understand how everything goes together. Yeah. And somehow <laughs> Golden Idol has this really great system of like yeah. making you feel like they give you a way to categorize things that you can make leaps yourself and you're
2: like, yeah. yeah. I'm so
4: smart. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I feel like there, there's always a logical explanation for everything if you read all of the clues, which is the best thing. Whereas Oberdeen, I remember I completed the whole book and to get the, like the last, there's like a whole bunch of like just, um, you know, boatmen. And there's like ten boatmen at the end where it's just like you just got to go, just chuck the names in, throwing them at the wall, and then eventually (laughs) you'll get it. But yeah, that they had like you know eighty percent of it was logical, and then there was like another twenty percent which was just like yeah, we're just filler kind of thing. But yeah, (laughs) case of the gold idol has no filler. It's just phenomenal.
0: Excellent, cool. Well, uh, obviously, if people want to follow your work, Jill, uh, they should go to theindianformer.com. But is there anything else you want to plug or any social media people should follow if they want to follow your work or anything like that? Uh,
4: my main social media is Twitter, for however long it stays up. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that is at uh, Finruin. That's F-I-N-R-U-I-N. I usually post all of my stories. So if you're trying to keep up with everything that I'm posting, uh uh, you can keep up there. On the website, if you scroll all the way down to the bottom, there's a subscribe little section there. So you'll get an email uh, either every week with everything or like every day, every time I post something. Um, I also have a hive, which I put stuff on occasionally if people are interested in that as cool. well.
2: <laughs> um, before awesome. we move on, can I just get, uh, is there a story behind Finrune or is it from a book or a game <laughs> or...
4: Uh, it's an extraordinarily nerdy way to give myself a very mundane nickname. Oh, really? Yeah. Finron <laughs> is uh, taken from the back of the Silmarillion's appendices.
0: Ah. Uh, oh, uh, wow.
4: And it is the two words for hair and red.
3: Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's,
1: good. Uh, That's cool.
0: That's great. All right, cool. Well, with that, I'll turn things over to Jonah for the debate.
1: All right, welcome back to The Debate. And we have our favorite indie platforms, or maybe not favorite, but the best indie platforms, or the best place to play indies, I should say. With Jill representing Xbox versus Steven representing Nintendo, we'll see who's the top dog in this indie debate. We'll have our... Sony. Yeah, sorry, Sony, get out of here. We'll have our two-minute opener, our two-minute rebuttal, and our two-minute closing thoughts with each contestant, with Mateo being our assist trophy. Jill, as our yeah. guest, would you like to start mm-hmm. or close the debate?
4: Oh, I'm starting.
1: Oh, she's starting. On? All right. I got it.
4: No one can stop me.
1: You got, <laughs> <laughs> got two minutes. Green- <laughs> you got two <laughs> minutes on the clock. <laughs> Ready, Set debate.
4: Okay, Uh, so of this current generation, Xbox is the best place to play indies. Um, And I want to reiterate what I'd said earlier um, in case it doesn't make it into. I want to make sure everybody knows Mm -hmm. if you're playing indies anywhere, you're doing it right. You're playing on the best place. Good for you. Uh, But the answer to the best place to play indies is Xbox. Um, And I know that that's uh, a bit shocking. Uh, That's usually not the first thing people think of, but number one, you have the performance. Xbox is going to make sure everything works and runs, and it's going to sound great, and it's going to look great, and it's going to feel great, and so you can't beat that. There's just no way uh, to top that Xbox performance. It's fantastic. Uh, We also have a fantastic program called ID at Xbox, which is... um, geared 100% towards helping indie developers self-publish on the platform. Uh, So they give them tools and resources and uh, guidance, but they don't publish it themselves. It is a hands-off thing. Uh, And they just recently announced that they were doing a program to uh, help uh, underrepresented groups as well. So they are taking that specifically very, very... uh, as a very, very important part of this program as well. So you're seeing a lot more voices uh, being introduced. 30 seconds. Used. On top of that, you have Game Pass, which on the ID at Xbox um, website right now has 144 different games, which include Immortality, Ori, Vampire Survivors, Synthesis uh, wow. Sleeper, and of those, uh, most of them are either Xbox exclusive or started out Xbox exclusive. And you get them all on Game Pass. Also, most importantly, uh, Xbox
1: with Turic, let's
3: go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, thought,
2: I thought you, so I thought you swore right at the end then. I thought it was two something else's.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, Steven. I, I think um, you're going to have your work cut out for you on this one. I,
2: I, I do because I'm very confused, and I'll tell you why in a second.
1: All right. You got it. Okay. Two minutes on the clock. Three, two, one, debate.
2: So by default, Switch wins uh in the where's the best place to play indies. Because unlike Xbox which has three indie games, like there's none on Switch and there like the reason is like there's no good indie games. Like I'm sorry, like Harrison Ford's getting like way too old um it's just not <laughs> worth watching like indiana jones 5 like i just like he's too old to play the part and like they just haven't released a good indiana jones game yet so i'm just like so i guess switch wins because it doesn't have any indie games hey, steven
1: we're indiana. we're uh we're we're talking about indie games not indie it's movies <laughs> In- indie Indi-
2: games.
0: independent them, short for independent uh, yeah yeah <laughs>
2: oh uh, where are my notes where are my notes um, you gotta right. uh, you got a minute so, ten uh okay um indie <laughs> games right okay let's talk about lifestyle let's talk about enjoying peace and quiet in a house with two kids i have four switcheroonies in the house you know what we could do i thought this was going to be a cozy debate so i was prepared for a cozy debate then they'll talk about indiana jones and i didn't understand let's go back to the cozy debate what is the most cozy place to play a video game in bed what can you do with the switcheroo play in bed that's what we're talking about we're talking about my wife laying in bed playing 30 seconds we're talking about me you know pro gamer alpha male andrew tate whatever (laughs) playing (laughs) hollow Knight in bed we're talking about you know (laughs) my my son uh you can do this yeah that's right we're talking about my son being in his bedroom playing steam world dig and we're talking about my daughter in, in her bed trying to work out how, how to dig in stardew valley like what a great utopia to live Time. in silence in the house
0: wow Australia's already in the future <laughs> future every kid comes out of the womb with a switch light <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right That was an opening statement, for sure. That was fun. Both contestants still still have their assist trophy. Reminder, that is an extra 30 seconds on your time. And Mateo will uh, assist you. Jill, it is time for uh, round two, the rebuttal phase. Are you ready? All right. Unleash me. Three, two, one,
4: debate. I'm Glad that you mentioned Silk Song because every single time we get a nice little uh, indie world presentation, Mm -hmm. every single comment is Silk Song, Silk Song, Silk. You know where we saw Silk Song most recently? An Xbox presentation. That's right. It's coming to Xbox Game Pass day one. So don't tell me we'd be playing Silk Song on Nintendo when we could be playing it at better visuals, better performance on the Xbox. Uh, Also. Your price is going to be about the same for an Xbox Series S as a Switch, so you don't really get the benefit there, but you are saving with Game Pass, and you know what's on Game Pass? Tunic, and you know what? Tunic first got introduced on the E3 stage in 2018, was at the Xbox, (laughs) and at this point, I want to go ahead and throw it to my assist trophy.
0: All right, let's go,
3: so let's uh let's point out the worst thing about the Switch right now. Where we're gonna we're gonna take we're gonna get mean with this one.
5: Uh-huh. Here's the
3: reason why the Switch definitely does not win, and that's because the Steam Deck exists. Mm-hmm. Steam Deck exists and seconds. it does all the things, it does things that Nintendo. Don't.
5: <laughs>
3: it can
0: even do Nintendo.
3: <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> You got three seconds. That, that's, that, that's all I got. That's all I got. I used right. my time. I don't know if that's allowed with the SIS <laughs> yeah, trophies, but fine. I'm doing
1: it. Jill, you've got a minute, five seconds.
4: Uh, I think as far as games that one can play, like we're talking about um, price and thinking about what people can afford with their wallets, right? you get a series x which is the same price as a switch and you get game pass which you can get for very cheap um you've got access to like i said 144 of these games that are just the highlights. it's not all of them um but also if you're thinking about getting a switch you have to know nintendo is seconds. notorious for never going on sale so you're going to mm. be paying full price for every single thing that you pick up So even if things are great, you know, I, uh, you know, there are games that I would pay full price for, but if I happen to have them on Game Pass first day, like the song is going to be, uh, I would much rather pick that up for free because you're, I mean, uh, no additional price. Uh, And you already have to pay for uh, Nintendo Online.
0: Time. All right. Boom. Boom. (laughs) Yeah, that was a powerful rebuttal. All right. I was ready. Steven,
1: you've got two minutes on the clock, and you still have Mateo. Three, awesome. two, one. Debate.
2: So, uh, first of all, I'd like to think about some of the greatest things that Nintendo has, and just one of the best things about the indie landscape and just in general, for all of, all of Nintendo's faults, one of the best things they ever did with the introduction of, of the Switch was instantly show you when you're looking up games, seeing new games, you could see where there's a demo available. And no other platform has made demos as easily accessible as the Switch has. Um, they're always hidden somewhere else on a different tab somewhere, and you just don't know what's available, whereas it just has little blue icon, demo available. So it's just one of the greatest ways to get in on these indie games that you're like okay look it's not a full price game but it is still an investment in in, in some monetary way so you can just get in bam download something that's probably 500 megs play it for 15 minutes cool i know what i'm in for another great thing about the switch you know for instance anything that my son wants to play in the metrovania escape since he's played metro dread now and he's got that 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 you know that taste for it and that's why he played steam world dig i didn't have to buy it again i just you know I have my account on his thing i i can play at the same time i just put my switch in flight mode and he can play um on my account with with, with all of my games accessible so it's just a really cool way to to save money there and then um, 30 seconds. also again just in indie world showcase has been such a boon and you know you want to say yeah certain things were revealed first at xbox and what's the place where everyone has bought the most games and all the publishers are so grateful for it's the switch it has been a massive leader for indies and has kept a lot of indies afloat because of the switch's accessibility for indie games
1: time all right man these are very good rebuttals Ooh, it's a <laughs> solid, I'm, solid, I'm, solid feeling, section. I'm feeling the heat coming from both sides, going to round three. Close this thing out. Jill, you got two minutes on the clock for your closing thoughts. Three, two, one, debate.
4: Uh, so closing thoughts are Xbox is the place, the best place to have Indies. If you are looking for an ecosystem to get into Indies, uh you want to get something that's going to be the biggest bang for your buck that's looking and actively uh participating and finding and launching and helping developers make their money we've heard about game pass helping people of course they're notoriously secretive about uh exactly what the numbers are but you get a uh, story after story of developers being like this was best way for me to get this done i'm able to share a unique experience i may not have been able to make otherwise just because these tools are available uh and again you've got the performance you've got of course the number one uh nail on the coffin for this debate is that uh tunic is still on game pass you can play that uh and it's unfortunately not it doesn't work the same on the switch the switch version of tunic uh was a sad sad day when i uh, had to review it and say maybe don't play it on this uh Ooh. so you know if you're gonna try to play the best indie game that's come out in my adult life like you don't want to do it on the switch so
1: all right you want to leave it there
4: I'm gonna go ahead and leave it
1: there leaving 30 seconds on the table love it steven do you still have your assist trophy
2: i do okay and i'm gonna pop it uh to begin okay like my closing
1: mateo i will count you down Steven, i'll roll you right into it all right mateo you got 30 seconds on the clock three two excellent one debate
3: okay so we're gonna get a little mean in this assistance trophy because you know what the Xbox is not—it's not a Steam Deck, and that's just a major <laughs> knock when it comes to talking about, uh, you know, yeah. the, the, which platform is the best indie platform. So there's definitely some points lost for not being a seconds. Steam Deck just immediately out the gate. It's not called the Xbox Steam Deck; it's called the, you know, the Xbox Series S or X or whatever their confusing, you know, naming convention is for their uh, their console now time you my time
2: this is the the 10th <laughs> chapter in like a fantasy book or anime arc and there's just a third party just comes in <laughs> and just tries to sideswipe everyone who didn't know that yeah, the, Steve was the villain all along
0: got the mean mateo
3: arc <laughs> um, i'm turning heel boys
2: <laughs> <laughs> love it um again one of the coolest things about like for instance uh, on this podcast um Uh, one of our mates shouted out uh, lovers in a distant space time and the one crazy thing is like you know you can play four players in this game the new consoles like the controllers cost so much money that like it is so rare that you've got four controllers like I have two Xbox controllers and one of them's started to to get a dicky um, right trigger and stuff and so I've, I've realistically got one controller left and it's, it's too expensive to just go and, um, you know, buy a new one. So, um, the great thing about the Switch is it comes boxed with two controllers. Like, they might have been the greatest controllers in the world, but you can play multiplayer games, no dramas. And so it's easy for me and, and my kids and my wife to sit down and play uh, Lovers in a Distant Space Time because everyone has the controllers because they're a bit like candy and they're all so colourful and so it just makes <laughs> like playing indie games just that much seconds. easier um and just as i said sharing them with 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 my kids has just been an absolute joy mm-hmm. um and talking about the you know the difference in performance like yes obviously there are some more taxing games that won't um come out on top on on the switch but most of the time like if if a dev has enough time to develop on the switch they come out working perfectly fine um my wife and child played calico on the xbox and it still played terribly it wasn't going to change the fact time on switch
1: all right what a debate
4: interesting strategy in that last
1: one yeah <laughs> what a debate <laughs> all right kaden we haven't heard anything from you let's uh let's get your thoughts and your vote for this debate all right
0: First, I'd like to say it's just really nice to sit back, relax, and listen to a debate instead of having to participate in one. It's always a pleasure. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I feel like, Steven, you, you may have known coming into this debate that, like me last week going up against Pikachu, that I'm just walking onto the sacrificial pyre willingly, you know? <laughs> but uh, there are some, uh, you know, when it comes to the lack of portability of the Xbox, I mean, if you have an extension cord, and a lap <laughs> you could just lay back in bed prop yourself with, with the pillows lay the xbox on your thighs if it's cold you live in the north it's gonna heat up the bed and it has a nice sturdy flat top that you can mount your tv on while you're lying in bed and you know bada bing bada boom play your well, xbox that, in bed.
2: yeah that's the thing i was waiting for like the xcloud call out so that i could fight against that and ergonomics and stuff it wasn't brought up so i didn't have that you know yeah. that juicy yeah. you know, thing to fight against
0: Yeah, no, uh, personally, um, you know, my my preferred place to play Indies is on my Switch. Uh, You know, I'll I'll lay on the couch, lay in bed, play Switch while the wife's plugging away binging three four or five episodes of marina first sight or, or whatever you know but it's uh, <laughs> not
2: a steam deck so i guess your point y- yeah, is yeah yeah yeah
0: um, <laughs> I, I do kind of have to criticize the controller thing too because like man you, you really can't like hold joy cons over an xbox controller i mean those things are also still expensive they suck to use half a joy con and they get the drift <laughs> like joy cons just got to be the worst controller in history but uh honestly though i mean it is it is a a a tight race for me and there are a lot of great points for the switch but man if i'm just like trying to initiate someone into indies or even just into gaming if they're a new casual gamer you uh, you just yeah you just can't beat the game pass man like Mm -hmm. when you when you have the point about demos on the switch eShop, it's like well game pass is kind of like the, the whole, whole game, game is as a, a demo. demo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, overall, I do think it's it's a closer race than will may first appear, but my vote does go to Jill.
1: So. All right. Matteo as the Woo! Assist Trophy, keeping the Steam Deck out of things. Um, <laughs> well, uh, that changes my <laughs> approach here.
5: <laughs>
3: well, I
4: was going to say, like, you could probably, because the Steam Deck is technically just a computer, and Game Pass does have a PC element. You
3: could allegedly, you can get it working on this on this Steam Deck, but but, uh, but no, uh, I I feel that as a I feel that as a judge, it's my job to call out uh, factual inaccur- inaccuracies that I hear during the debate and dock points accordingly for that. So I would like to point out to Stephen that Pinball FX 3D, uh, 3, Indiana Jones, the Pinball Adventure, oh, does no. exist on the <laughs> Nintendo Switch. No! So that we're going to have to dock some points there.
2: Uh-uh. That means there's Love. probably four Indiana Jones games on the Xbox. So I was thinking about the Lego games and, like, one of the <laughs> Xbox original games.
3: Damn! <laughs> Luckily for Steven, I am in my comfy, cozy gaming era, and the yeah. Switch has that. The Switch does have that ability. Um, I've got a gigantic beanbag that is used for nothing else <laughs> except for just sitting in, in in next to my window and playing on my Steam Deck or my Switch. So I'll give it to the Switch. I All do right. also. It, I do also reluctantly agree that the Xbox uh, Game Pass is probably the best value in gaming yeah. currently, and maybe forever. Yeah, true. <laughs>
2: It's impossible to fight against it for a single person. It's hard when I have to explain, like my son's like, oh, can we play this game? And it's like, oh no, we need another Xbox and we need online, like play online and we need another TV. That's the only tricky thing because there's just so many less couch co-op big games these days. Um, So that's where the indies just win.
1: Yep. All right. I guess it's my time to judge. And you know what? I love that not only did this, come down to what's the best place to play uh, indies, but it was a battle of convenience. We have the portability <laughs> and the chilling in the bed with the, the Switch versus the just sheer amount and ease to play games uh, with Game Pass and the Xbox. And it really comes down to when I've played indie games, which one of those conveniences has like that i've used and i have my switch charging for the first time in a couple months because i'm getting it ready for tears of the kingdom whereas i've played my xbox right, and i've was played game pass and indies on that platform so my vote's gonna have to go for xbox in this case which honestly going into this i was like oh yeah nintendo is going to be the easy winner for this because Mm -hmm. it's it's so convenient but jill you sold me you sold me you're right (laughs) xbox is the winner for indies and convenience and that was our debate let's go on (laughs) let's go on to our last debate that we had which was janet garcia versus Caden barry lane with the Pikachu versus Palamute in the companions debate, the pet debate. If, you, if any
3: of our audience hasn't listened to it, go watch it. There, there's talk of two by fours and C.
1: It goes places, it goes all <laughs> over the place. Winning by two points as our little furry electric friend, Pikachu. Oh. Sorry, smash hey, It was it, closer right? than I thought it would be. It, it was, I, I do want was to put close. in a vote
2: for Palamutes, because the more I think about it, I'm like, man, this they they change Monster yeah. so much. Yeah. It really Um.
0: Work. So my Palamute just got sent down the garbage chute from Star Wars, <laughs> and he's starting to like pick himself back up out of the trash and regain his senses, and then a Nintendo Switch comes down the garbage chute and just knocks him back out. You know? <laughs> That's yeah. what I'm just
2: happened. <laughs> nowhere to be found. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the debate y'all
1: we'll see you in the pitch
0: all right fantastic debate thank you steven and jill and it is now time for the pitch we're in a handful of us panelists will have two minutes to do an elevator pitch on a mystery game they've been playing and the rest of us will decide if we'd buy the game or not based on the pitch this week, we have Jill and Steven. Steven, if you'd like to show Jill how it's done and step up to the pitcher's mound, I'll turn things over to Jonah to count you down. Got two minutes on the clock. Three, two, one, pitch.
2: Now, we've recently, over over the last few years, a few episodes and stuff, we've tried not to pitch something as being on game passes. That's a usually an easy win for a game. But, obviously, we've just had this debate. And since we're on the indie trend... Uh, I'm going with an indie pitch here, and this is available absolutely everywhere, and it's just one of the most fun, creative, chill, and just charming games. Very, very unique uh, in its design. I would say it's probably the like holiest game I've ever played. Um, and so, yeah, in this game, you just you're in control of you could almost say the world itself and um you're realistically upturning people's lives in an interesting way and the way people react to your existence is hilarious and awesome and fun and as i said it's just one of the most unique experiences to play and it's just such a awesome indie game um Yeah, if you want something unique, if you want puzzles that are fun, but don't really break your brain, they're just really exciting and just charming, charming characters, um, I highly recommend this game. It doesn't take that long to beat either. 30 seconds. It might be five hours and you'd be probably through the entire game. Um, So it's just that perfect bite-sized indie experience. Like If you wanted to, you could beat it in a day. Um, But yeah, check it out.
0: All right, mm. leave in mm. 20 seconds on the clock. Uh, all right, five hour cozy, chill indie game where I get to play God. I mean, <laughs> what's well, uh, well, not to love?
2: Yeah, of course, you can guess.
4: Uh, no, I mean, like, is that a thing that we yeah, yeah, can Yeah, yeah, you
2: if you want to. Is it Cult of the Lamb? It's not Cult of the Lamb. Oh. Good, guess. Ooh, but good it, guess, but it is a very holy game. So, oh, yeah. See, yeah, I was thinking, this... like, it,
4: it's either holy as in, like, ah, mm-hmm. or, like, holy as in, like, you play as swish cheese. Yeah, yeah, right. It's the
0: cheese, the cheese game. All right. Uh, Mateo, TV. what do you think? How are you feeling about this game? I'm probably on board. Uh, it sounds
3: like my kind of jam. You know, just a nice, cozy five-hour game you can mm-hmm. run through. It's about... Building relationships or something—it's kind of sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm intrigued. I'll, I'll check it out. And it, you know, and the Game Pass thing, right? Like that's an easy.
0: Yeah, it's like well, I have a Game Pass, so why not? It's a short <laughs> but game. but
3: I I I think I would be willing to spend
1: some amount of money on this
3: and to figure out what, what it either. is.
0: Yeah. Nice. Cool. Okay. <laughs> I
1: I think I have an idea of what this game might be, but I. Didn't... I'll guess before Steven says what it is. But yeah. yeah, I think uh, I think I'll bite. I think I'll bite. It sounds interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. And uh Jill, what do you think? Would you be interested in trying this game out based on Steven's description?
4: Oh yeah, like any anyone who says they have an indie game that they enjoy is a hundred percent I'm in. <laughs>
0: Sick, uh, easy
1: sell. Steven, is it humanity?
2: It is not humanity. Oh, no. as okay. I said, this is the holiest game you'll ever play. This is Donut oh. County. <laughs> <laughs> donut County. That game oh, rocks. Oh.
0: rocks.
3: Oh.
0: For yeah, a, a second. It's not cheese holes,
3: dough holes. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> for, holes. A sec- for a second, I thought that Stephen had found himself to, like, the weird, like, edutainment section of Game, game Pass. <laughs> I don't know if that exists, <laughs> but I, mm. that, that I was thinking. <laughs>
0: did you pick this back up recently stephen or is no like it was just spot? like we were
2: talking about indies and, yeah this game deserves a pitch whenever it can and especially when you're just looking for something to play after you've finished something like you know tears of the kingdom or a you know god of war or elden ring mm-hmm. or something like that like you yeah, want a bite cleanser. size just palate cleanser this is that game and yeah like I don't think especially if you understand game logic in any any semblance of a way like nothing will really stop your progression in this game it's just jolly vibes hilarious mm-hmm. characters going through a traumatic traumatic experience of having their yeah. entire world sucked up <laughs> uh, but, um, for people
0: who don't know do you want to describe like the gameplay gimmick of yeah you account? literally
2: play as a little hole and they get slowly bigger as you just uh, suck it like your players yeah. play as a sinkhole and you, like you suck reverse katamari or something yeah um mm-hmm. But you, your main character thinks that you're a delivery, donut delivery driver sort of person, what? and you, you're being <laughs> completely like tricked by a raccoon that is, for some reason, <laughs> just sucking up humanity into the. Center if you of like put
0: things down holes, I mean, yeah. What more do you need? And it,
2: and, yeah, but it's just so. And the cool, yeah, they have they add in puzzles later on where you'll start shooting stuff out of holes and like mm-hmm. putting water in the holes. It's just. It's clever and it's just fun, yeah. and anyone can play it.
0: All right, have you played Donut County, Jill?
2: hundred yeah, uh, percent.
4: It is absurd in the best possible way. It's like this whole little raccoon society has like evil overlord like domination intentions, and they're going to do mm. it through a donut app. It's like that's a
2: brilliant game. I love
0: that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've I played that one too. I recommend it for sure.
2: And you have uh, the, instead of an encyclopedia or like, you know, a beast book, you have the trashopedia.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, they got clever, cute little joke quips about the items instead of like serious literal descriptions. Yeah. It's really, really cute and well-written for sure. Definitely recommend. All right. Well, thanks for the pitch, Stephen. Next up to the pitcher's mound is Jill. Uh, Jonah, if you want to give Jill a countdown for us.
1: You've got two minutes on the clock. Two, one, pitch.
4: Okay. So this one is going to be very recent. At the time of recording, it is not out, and I am under embargo, but because this <laughs> is a dropping afterwards, I Future. talk about it.
1: Future. <laughs>
5: <laughs> World um, premiere. This World is premiere. a
4: game in which you have already <laughs> gone through hell and back, oh. and you are... um. Attempting to collect a band of merry travelers to get to the seat of your unfortunate experiments um, and through which you have to fight, like, you have to fight through a world that is absolutely crumbling in a post-apocalyptic scenario that you have sort of created. It is kind of your fault. Um, and when you fight people, it is very important, it is a very strategic game. Uh, the art is, uh, inspired 2D, but is actually 3D, so it's very lovely, so it's got different animations this time around. Uh, combat is against, like, the worst creatures ever, you are going to die, you are going to hate everything, <laughs> and you're gonna be sucked back in to do it all over again. Uh, it matters very strategically where you put people, the order of attacks are very important, the kinds of people you put together are very important because throughout the entire experience you are building relationships with everybody else around you and if your relationships are strong your characters fight together in a better way and if they are weak you have a tendency to completely lose your mind and uh, like lose all your health barely be able to stand uh keep people from using their own skills and you'll never be able to save the world time if indeed you can I,
1: oh no. man dude i got I, so I, yeah. sucked into that pitch i barely saw the 30 <laughs> <Yeah>. second oh <laughs> I am in. this sounds incredible
2: yeah. um, um so you re- save the world
0: fix yeah. past wrongs recruit
2: well i re- the one thing i remember is you're gonna die brutally but like the other, the first thing that oh, came to my man. mind when you explained Helen back and recruiting and all this sort of stuff. And I'm just like, damn, we still haven't got that Darksiders sequel from the first Darksiders oh, where all uh, the Horsemen <laughs> are coming. And that was like, the
0: hypest cliffhanger ever. Oh. It just never paid off. <laughs> oh my um,
2: gosh. But Great yeah, Dark I think I, I, I've got a guess of what this is, although I have no idea what damn. the release date of that game was. Uh, is, it, is it, is it, I'll ask this, is it a sequel? It is indeed a sequel. Yeah, okay, I think I know what it um, is. Let me ask you this.
0: As amazing as all the things you listed about the game sounded, the one thing I didn't hear was whether or not it would be possible for you to, like, have, like, pets in this game. Yeah, oh, can pets Can you speak, all can over you speak the to that? Pets so all over the place. Pets. There are Sold. so many
4: pets. I have so many pets that I, I'm like, I want
0: to put them all on, but I can't. I genuinely oh, don't
3: man. know where this I'm game confused. is.
2: I'm confused. I don't know. I, I think I got <laughs> yeah. lost now.
3: I, I'm I'm in. The first one, because I'm pretty sure I know what it is. Yeah, um a such a frustrating, frustrating experience. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh but man, I eat up that like cosmic, you know, uh spooky gothic horror oh. stuff. And I, I am You're I'm all said, in. Oh.
0: <laughs> now, do you have any uh further <laughs> questions about nope. the game before you now nope. so, are you in or out? Uh, not for I, you? Oh <laughs> I
1: said I, I was I said I was in.
0: Sick. Alright, yeah, I think uh you've sold us all, Jill. Matteo, would you like to guess what the game is? <laughs> I'm assuming
3: it's uh what is it? Darkest uh what was was what was the first one? <laughs> Darkest dungeon. Darkest Dungeon 2, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm, fact, a, I'm assuming it's that.
4: <laughs> yeah, awesome. it is Darkest Dungeon 2, and it is releasing. I I believe the release date is actually Monday. Let me know. Uh yep. blah, blah,
0: blah. yeah, the eighth. Yeah, May yeah. 8th.
4: Yep, Embargo goes up the same day as the release. Um, It is, like you said, uh, the first one was so frustrating, and I'm totally with you. Um, I love the way that this one has changed things up in a way they didn't have to do. They could have made Darkest Dungeon 1, Mm -hmm. but with new Mm -hmm. things or whatever. Uh, This game is really very different in its structure and the way that it gives you... um, Like, when you die, you are just, like... I know that in the first one, when you died, you you could bring back money or whatever if you, I mean, if you survived, like sometimes you didn't. And that was really frustrating. But in this one, the main goal is to get uh, hope symbolized by candles Mm. Um, Mm. and you collect hope by going to different uh, places along your route or satisfying um, your character's goals, so maybe someone wants to use bandages two times during a fight. If you are able to do that, you get your candles. Maybe someone wants to hit the final blow of a lair boss. Uh, And you're just collecting and collecting these candles, and when you die, because you will die, uh, the whole point is to get these candles, go to the altar of hope, uh, and then you just upgrade everything. So like your caravan gets protection so that your characters can have shields at the beginning of every fight Mm, so that you can start off like protected or you can unlock new characters because you only start with like sort of the main group that Mm. uh you remember i believe uh it's like the the man in arms yeah highwayman Uh, highwayman um like doctor like doctor and uh what's her
0: Grave robber, or grave digger, grave, or grave... Snake. Grave
4: robber, yeah.
0: yeah.
4: And then you can go from there. So you can unlock people, and then when your people die along the way, but you make it to the next inn, new people join your party, so your party is oh. whole again for your next...
1: Oh, that's That's cool. so good. That's, that's
4: the cool. pets. Uh, I know that some people are confused. They have added pets. You can put pets on your caravan, oh, and got... they do different things. So, like, the first pet you get reduces um like the sanity
5: stress
2: -hmm. Stress.
4: yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. uh the second will help heal you as you travel um so really and and you can buy those via hope as well so it's just a really cool
2: yeah the uh, um definitely the one of the things that is the push one of the pushbacks of the first game is how you have to upgrade like the there was the the wagon that would come and bring new recruits because if you did like a level five character died just the grind of raising those players back up was always annoying especially yeah unless you upgraded that caravan only like level one characters would come it it because you're saying as you've made it to the next inn are they staying at scale or do you also have to level up that sort of stuff
4: that entire system has been completely overhauled there is no character progression in that way there are no levels anymore Okay. Uh, What you do have for characters is during your run, you can uh, gain mastery, which when you get to an inn, you can um, beef up some of the characters' um, moves. So for things like, I really like the man in arms because if you hit someone who is marked with a skull, you get healing back. So oh, you don't ever have nice. to worry about healing him as long as you've got uh, a character that helps, you know, mark uh, enemies. Yeah, mark mm-hmm. enemies. So, uh, you never lose, you never get back to that. That's one of the things, the frustrating things like, they just cut out because your your characters are as good as yeah. they're gonna be, but they so... get a little better throughout the run. Yeah. Uh, and when you get hope at the altar, you can go to characters specifically and unlock like. Yeah. I think the first thing you get is like they're going to be more resistant to a death blow. Mm, So you and that stays forever. That never goes away. So you are constantly getting better. So it sounds
2: like there's more forward progression than the first. Yeah. Because I felt like for me, I went back and played it, and I just found like, okay, I can safely loop these three dungeons that are low level until I get to four, And then it's like once I got a perfect party, then I can go to the next thing. But I didn't feel incentivized to go to the next thing until I just grinded out these sort of boring dungeons. And even then you can just get a random thing where, oh no, my guy went insane and okay, I can't go do my run yet. I'm gonna have to use it go to the church and then I'm gonna have to use someone else and then do do another loop of grinding that was my biggest issue but this sounds like it has a lot more forward momentum well just so. to be
0: uh clear steven the, the first yeah. game is more of like a you know it's a linear like town management mm. game with like permadeath units and that's not what the sequel is at all it's like a it's a run-based rogue light with permanent progression more like so slay the, doing, Spire, like, the kind
5: management. of <laughs>
3: Ste- steam called steam refers to it as a roguelike road trip of the damned yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: that sounds <laughs> honestly so that sounds so much like... more interesting than the first one wow. in, in my the first opinion. one was
3: very the first one was so punishing i I, yeah. I i'll admit i never beat that game it was mm-hmm. too punishing but, uh... it was just too frustrating for me but i loved all the ideas that went into it and the, the world mm-hmm. that they had that kind of uh, created
4: Right. and I'm not gonna lie it's still a hard game
3: yeah. like it's
4: gonna push you you're always constantly juggling like the the lesser of evils you're like okay if I go this way like there's a hospital so I can heal my people but there's a a, a battle right before that so am I gonna even live to see it or if I go mm-hmm. in the other direction I'm gonna have no protection because all of my armor is gonna be killed on my uh, on my caravan. Uh, but there's a hoarder there, so I can buy stuff that might be able to help me, and mm-hmm. and and so on and so forth. So, uh, yeah, it's really cool that the the way they've done this. What's my still still my favorite is the way they're really leaning into the characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, so relationships are a huge thing because it is a road trip, and 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 you either really hate or really love everyone by the end of it. Um, <laughs> and. You, you stop along the way, there is like a shrine of memory, or whatever the term is, I forget exactly, but you are playing the history of the characters, so you are learning their backstory, and by learning their backstory, you get their more moves, you expand their abilities, which is just such a cool thing, because yeah. like I, I liked these characters from the first one, and it's cool to sort of learn like, oh... Uh, the Highwayman was in jail and escaped mm-hmm. and that's sort of like his backstory and it's just really fun to build that up and get abilities for it so you're getting rewarded for it uh, yeah it's just all of the ideas of the first one taken and to me built up in a really fun and, and a different way again they didn't have to do any of this People yeah like it 1.5 instead
0: mm-hmm. yep
4: so oh, I really wow. appreciate that they took that uh, yeah.
1: path. I, I got a quick question. Um, Is this game going to be launching day one on Game Pass?
4: So as far as I understand <laughs> it, uh, it is just 1.0 on PC.
1: Oh, yeah, okay. Steam and have, Epic
0: Store?
4: Yeah. I don't think they have cam- console information just yet. OK.
0: Yeah. yeah. Sure, that'll come later. And uh, I think they're doing a promotion where if you own the first game, then you get a discount on the sequel. Cool. So that's cool. But yeah, I'm pretty excited for this. At the time of recording, it comes out tomorrow. And I bought the game just, at the beginning of early access. So it's just sitting there waiting for me to just start it snake, up
2: tomorrow. Snakey old Steam Deck getting more points on, uh, on the board. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, before we move on, Jill, can I ask who your favorite uh, characters have in your party in DD2? Uh
4: favorite series of, of people because like, i always up. have okay. to have the jewel because she is my mm-hmm. healer but if she gets scrambled around like that's fine mm-hmm. um i have to have either the highwayman or the grave robber dps
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Like, um,
4: yeah uh so those are my kind of top
2: players and then i can shuffle people out
4: yeah.
0: Very cool. Well, that's Very the cool. thing.
2: Like the first game starts with Dismas and he's just a mm-hmm. tank for such a long time. Like yeah. yeah, Highwayman's just awesome. Yeah.
4: Interesting Same. fact. Talking to um Chris Barassa, who is uh yeah, shout out. one of the Our co cool dude yeah, co-creators, co-founders of Red Hook, um and uh does a lot of the art for the games. Mm-hmm. He takes uh Dismas the Highwayman as his like representation in the game nah, he's like, like his self-insert
0: yeah it's
4: like his self-insert that's so
0: cool <laughs> mm-hmm. right. yeah man his art is incredible it's so very cool. inspiring to me to, obviously
4: I had a GDC talk with him uh, and Tyler ended up showing up too which was really cool Tyler nice. was again, who's the other um, co-founder uh, and I spoke with them in an art museum oh
5: that's
2: <laughs> so, cool. Like, oh, cool this is my that's old incredible. job and this is my new job oh, look at this
4: yeah I mean <laughs> essentially I, I just happen to know a lot of the museums in the area I know where you can like meet for free and like won't be disturbed so um, yes. hello artist come see <laughs> art and tell me what you mm-hmm. think about it
5: mm-hmm.
0: that's cool <laughs> awesome well thank you both for the awesome pitches and I will turn things over to Steven for the game
2: Welcome back, everybody. Third time's the charm, as they say. And we're going to continue the indie trade that everyone can't get over because I just have to hurt (laughs) my brain uh, with the game Indeed, which is a release date game. So I'm going to go through everyone. Everyone gets a chance of answering when certain big indie games were released. They have a chance of winning three points by guessing the year, date, and month that it came out. If they don't get it right, then I'll throw it over, o- open to the rest of the panel to try and guess the year, and they can w- they can pick up one point.
1: Can I get a bonus point so, real quick? Yeah, of course. Is Hollow Knight on this list?
2: Of course, it's on the list. Yeah, yeah. It's on the board. One point. One point. Negative one <laughs> point for guessing the most. obvious. <laughs> <laughs> is that a
1: negative point for you because you put the most obvious one on the
2: list? Yes. Yeah, it's a negative <laughs> point for I'm, at, I'm at minus one. All right, so we're gonna start like, not actually where it all started, but so many people think of this game, like mm. when they think of indies. So I'm gonna start with you, Jill. Can you guess when Braid was released? Whoa.
4: See, this is where I'm gonna die, because I don't <laughs> I don't keep this yeah. information in my head. It's um funny. The Indie Boom would have happened.
0: Um... Uh, Reverse engineering it.
4: Four. Was it
2: that early? 2004? That sounds Remember? right to me. It was not that early. <sighs> Let's hear from the rest of the panel just throw out a year. Uh... Hello,
1: 2009. Going up.
2: Mateo?
0: 008. Let's Eight? go 2005. Random.
2: Mateo is on the board with a oh, point. Oh.
0: 2008. Did you oh, guess or did yeah,
2: you just knew that? I right guess. <laughs> I, I was
3: I was thinking about like I was like I think I was in my early twenties when that yeah. one came out.
2: Well, I remember the Xbox Xbox 360 dropped in 2006. I think it was. Yeah, it
1: came out around when I was in high school, so I said 2000. Yeah. Isn't it
0: weird? Who was the developer on that? Was that the Jonathan Blow? Am I making that up? Joe Blow. Yeah. John, John yeah, Blow.
2: Did it, yeah. Did it? Did not His
0: like. You know, estimation by the public just kind of tank over time, and he got into like NFTs or something. Like it's just yeah, like he's not respected it. anymore.
3: <laughs> that's a, a lot of the true? early. That's a lot of the early indie bros, though, right? Wasn't there kind of like yeah. a bro-ish like indie thing that kind of blew itself yeah. up?
2: Yeah, <laughs> like the f- whole Fez thing that got a bit weird. Oh yeah. Anyway,
3: mm-hmm.
2: moving on. Now, no one no, pay attention to for, for Jonah, mm. the biggest indie game ever released, Minecraft, released in what? yeah and
1: oh dead. man oh are we talking about 1.0 or when it first came out
2: you, you, you're gonna have to guess and i'll tell you if you're wrong <laughs> oh, whatever <laughs> <Steve>. those are <laughs> two different dates uh i'll tell you if wikipedia tells you you're wrong <laughs> give
0: us two give us two dates what you think was I, the, I the I early think access versus the one point i
1: believe minecraft went into 1.0 in 2010
2: well, if if Jonah's right, like, let's give him a hundred extra bonus points. Right. Yeah. Wikipedia does not say that. <laughs> so let's throw it out to Jill. What what do you
4: reckon?
2: Is it twenty twelve?
3: Mateo. Uh let's do uh June of twenty
0: thirteen. Oh, he threw out the month. And...
2: Oh, okay.
0: yeah. yeah, let's go two thousand nine, why not?
2: <laughs> oh my god, everyone just missed. It was it says November 18th, 2011. So oh. if Jonah yeah, is correct yeah. and it's actually 2010, then yeah, he gets... Same year as Skyrim? Do I get, like... Like a, like a week
1: after Skyrim?
2: Yeah, it's just pretty wild, yeah. I
1: was it's trying to remember close. when I bought it for my Xbox because it went into 1.0 uh, when yeah. the consoles launched.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Mateo. Uh-oh. I was just, just watching... Uh, the double fine documentary and there's an earlier double fine document about broken age act One. Oh, okay. Yeah, when broken age dropped,
0: i hate that game man Oh that, man. that oh. game has my... like
1: such a good first act and then it's yeah. like
0: it the needs... logic
1: <laughs>
3: is in that game is my my insane. niece absolutely loves this game and i feel like i should know when it released and i have no idea but she's been playing it for a while <laughs> like a very long while 2013
2: It's not 2013. Uh let's go Jill throw it down. Is it 2014? Ding 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 ding. Oh, yeah! whoa, Jill
3: on
0: the board. Good stuff.
2: All right. Um
0: How'd you Jack Black. Like?
2: Kaden. Another very very big indie game. Star Valley. When will we grace and, the Stardew Valley?
0: Um, how about, I'll just say, man, how many years is that game even being out? Um, let's, I'm just going to say 2015. I don't know. Just a, just a random guess.
2: No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, go with Jonah for the first guess. Oh, well, I was going to say
1: 2015 too. Um,
2: well, then you're wrong. It's I'm
1: right? not going to say 2015!
2: Uh, <laughs>
0: I if I could I'm gonna, reverse
1: I'm gonna, engineer... I'm going to say... I'm going to say... February of 2016.
2: Alright. I said that, that you could only win one bonus point, but he got February 2016. I, I remember...
1: Honestly, did you? I... I I bought it on my Switch when I first got my Switch.
2: I gotta open it up. Okay, come on, let's go for a date. Let's go for three points.
1: Um, let's let's just Release go with day. Valentine's Day,
0: February fourteenth. That would have been good. Twenty
2: sixth, pretty good. You lose a hundred points. Okay. Were you Ooh. suffering in
0: silence there, Jill? Did you know the answer? <laughs> Since it's such a like, I, I, have gotten
4: february. I was like I, I know the time period that i was yeah. talking about what's mm. happening um and i was like oh no this might be the only one i could actually get but like
5: yeah. cheers to you for getting
3: february that was that was impressive i was gonna go Need with again. 2015 again just to be funny but i was pretty sure it was 2016 <laughs> just because my fun employment that i mentioned during one of our breaks I'll was say you <laughs>
2: all right uh jill let's go with the ship that launched a thousand Jeez. copycats hollow Knight release when oh, Dang, um man.
0: there's so many dates on that like early access PC, <laughs> exactly Then console like...
1: yeah. oh yeah i was thinking like switch for it but yeah
0: yeah it was yeah. like a year before on pc it was funny because it was represented at the game awards the year it launched on consoles instead of the year it launched on PC because nobody <laughs> had yeah. reached public well, consoles. It's like, um, yeah,
2: was is it Among Us? Like, got yeah. awards like well after. Yeah,
4: it's gonna be like, where was I in my life?
0: <laughs> yeah,
4: when...
0: that was my last. Two, two apartments ago for me two apartments ago play that oh. on the switch three apartments ago mm. does that make the switch the best indie system i played it on my switch on my couch in my first apartment I, with my wife i apologize I'm strike, just that, strike that from the record uh
2: 2014 no it was not 2014 all right mateo you get first guess
3: it feels more recent. I'm going to say 2017.
2: Ding ding ding. Do you want to do you want to oh, really? extra points? Oh, oh dude, I have no oh, idea. I'm going to say October. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I
1: want to I want to guess I want to guess a, a a month. I'm going to say yeah. It was Shadow Dropped. Uh we're just going to say June. Uh June 10th. Uh, you, you, you're still, you're still thinking about you. the Switch. You're like, yeah. you, you oh, I, I am. It's like pers- oh, it didn't yeah. get Shadow so, Drop. It get-
4: <laughs> <laughs> for me, I'm thinking for months. This was back before, like, obviously the pandemic, which yeah. shifted everything so that uh, games are starting to come out in Q1, but previously there would have been a lull in the early months oh and usually that's where indies would hit well the uh, the switch
0: oh. launched to like july that year though right so yeah. march oh really yeah march. Never mind. i don't know what the hell i'm talking about it was, was it yeah, mario Fe- that came 24. out on june or july or something
3: february 24th yeah steven go ahead and give yourself a bonus
0: point for that yeah hell oh, yeah Back up, zero from up to zero. Oh,
4: wait,
0: did we get yeah, it's February 24th. Uh, yeah. Oh.
4: Yeah, I was getting there. I was.
0: So like, um, you just, know, Jill off before. Give, give Jill a, a point.
2: We're the... <laughs> out. It's going to be q Q1. She
1: said Q1. That counts. February. Uh, I believe it. Half
2: a point. All right. Keep it moving along. Otherwise, Jonah will miss out on his day and day session. It'd be sad.
1: I got to uh, make dinner too, bro. Jonah. Uh, oh, you're strapped.
2: When? Did the very cute ooblets drop?
1: Oh man, that's recent. Uh, oh, that's recent? I have no idea. Um, Let's say... You got like a one in three chance in the last was two years. It cooking for a long time Yeah, I know. Um, we'll say 2022.
2: Ooh, not quite. We'll go Caden for the first guess.
0: Oh man, uh... Could it possibly be more recent of that or am I tricking myself? But let's go, 2023.
2: <laughs> no, Jill! <laughs> uh, I believe Ublitz
4: was um I believe Ooblets was a COVID game, so I'm saying 2020.
2: Bang, 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 2020. Nice. Can we, we, got can a we get more specificity?
3: for me or for no, anyone in general? Jill. No, no. Jill,
2: do you want to get these bonus points?
4: Okay. Jill's on the um, combo. It was during COVID, so it was after March.
0: August? That's
2: copyright music. Dude. Oh yeah,
1: we're going to oh, get sorry. a copyright strike. August?
2: <laughs> August, Steven? <laughs> it was July.
1: Ooh, Very close. That's close. I'm going to say
2: July
3: 22nd. Time. And 15. the and just to clarify these are the things you like you pour the water in them and they get all like squishy
1: yeah no, yeah, like, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. they
3: made
2: dancing pokemon they, stardew valley they
1: uh <laughs> they made blasters for those now and you can pour the water in and then shoot them they're pretty cool oh, like This one's messy all right. <laughs> they're biodegradable they're just like
2: <laughs> oh do you want me to finish this round Jonah, and then we'll finish up
1: yeah yeah we'll do one okay, more
2: cool all right fi- fi- finishing up with a couple more we got Mateo. When was the beautifully, very minimalistic, unfinished Swan?
3: Oh, that game's I'd... so cool. Oh, no. I don't think I've ever played that one. I have no I idea. Let's say ever. 2021. <laughs> oh.
2: Not 2021. So Jill gets first dip at this one. 2019? I think I... No.
0: It's older know? than that. Is seeing... it? I think I played this on PlayStation 3. I swear. Oh. It's old.
4: Oh, the head shake. He's giving you hints. That's
0: not fair. <laughs> um, I'm going <laughs> to say window there, Jutta. I'm going to say
1: 2010.
2: Caden, last guess.
0: Damn, I-, I don't know. 2009. 2012.
1: I almost said okay. 12. Dang it. Because yeah, that, that was before. That was before. What remains of Edith Finch? Correct. That was the yep. game before.
3: Yeah. Damn.
2: What is this yeah, game about?
3: These screenshots look
1: wild.
0: <laughs> so, it's like, hard to do
2: a screenshot of a game yeah. that you're not meant to be able to see. You can walk yeah. through it blind, like it's what? a bl- quote unquote blind playthrough. <laughs> the
0: whole game world's rendered as rendered as just white, and you have to throw balls of ink to reveal the three D landscape,
5: landscape. Yeah, landscape
0: to navigate. But it evolves from there. There's like yeah. other gameplay gimmicks. It's really cool. All right. I, play, then, I played uh, a spooky game like
3: that. You're in a cave, and you'd use like a little like lidar thing to nice. like, navigate the cave. Mm. Cool. Uh,
2: we've got one, one more, and then we'll see if we have it, a tiebreaker situation. We'll do one follow up. So, last last opening guess for Caden, untitled Goose Game, released in what year?
0: oh man, oh. this was pre-pandemic, but probably significantly. I'm just gonna throw out a random 2018. No. All right.
2: Jonah. Twenty nineteen. Bang bang bang. Hey. Right, do you have a? Do you want
1: to get those bonus points? Uh, Money. I want to say like April. No. Any, close. Anybody Not else very got? Very
2: close at all. September. It was September. Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> but you
1: gotta
0: let people steal, bro. You gotta but... let people steal. Oh,
2: oh sorry. Uh, okay. What? Everyone what can day? Steal the, the, the day. Uh,
4: okay. I I, I pick September.
2: <laughs> what day in september um, got Ooh. uh
3: we'll go with uh the 27th
2: oh it was the 20th <laughs> sorry i ruined the game i like the idea of stealing now let's like, th- this We're finding
0: it. we it. Yeah. This game.
2: This game will come back. The
0: chaoticness is kind of funny too. You yeah. never know yeah. when you're going to lose your chance. Or this get is, your chance yeah, yeah. This end. is a good one. I like this. Yeah, this was a good one. Well, uh, that was just a tiebreaker. We had a three-way tie with Jonah, Jill, and Mateo, two points, and Jonah just sunk the winning basket.
2: So
0: I didn't eat it. Suck the winning
2: <laughs> touchdown. Uh... Yeah. Guy who
0: definitely knows stuff about all sports. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, uh, thanks, Steve, for the game together. Uh, it was a fun new one. looking look forward to playing it again in the future. And with that, folks, we have reached the end of the podcast. Congratulations. Pat yourselves on the back. It is now time. For our final thoughts, Um, as the godfather of the debate, Jonah, do you have any final thoughts slash housekeeping for the Discord or anything? Um,
1: We are in the finals for our tournament bracket for the best Zelda boss pre-Tears of the Kingdom. Um we now Trash have list. we we now <laughs> we now have our uh patreon that you can do to help us um with supporting our discord community and just making the show a little bit better um and mateo and i are counting down the months till pax west and boy We're oh boy in. i need pax to announce when they're gonna be uh putting out the badges so people can start getting those because, you mm-hmm. know, we got a lot of people that are, like, going to Seattle already and they don't know if they're going to get a badge or not. So, Pax, please uh, listen to the show and uh, put out those badges.
0: <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And uh, Jill, as our guest, uh, final thoughts, anything that's on your mind, anything you want to plug, anything at all?
4: Um. I, I'm really glad the debate went the way it did. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's been great uh, being on this indie train. Choo-choo. Choo-choo! <laughs> choo choo! 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 But yeah, I had a lot of fun. Thank you guys so much for uh, letting me come on and talk a year off about things. Oh, yeah. Um, Thank you. If- Anybody wants to keep up with uh, what's going on in the indie world, go ahead and check out my site. It is theindianformer.com and you can find me again on Twitter at at Finrune, F-I-N-R-U-N. Very
0: nice. And Stephen, final thoughts?
2: Um, Yeah, I guess one of the most important things is to remember to when you boot up Tears of the Kingdom, if they do the exact same thing as Breath of the Wild, to switch the run and jump button positions, so it's a much more comfortable experience because
0: yeah, the
2: default is wrong. <laughs> yeah,
0: actually wrong. Potato. Final thoughts. Uh, you know, uh,
3: if you suspect that you have broken your elbow, maybe argue with the doctors a little bit more on your initial visit to the to see the doctor. That that, that yeah. feels like it's good advice. <laughs>
0: and if you're a healthcare professional, maybe listen to your patients. What. um yeah i've been your host gaden uh it's been the great game debate podcast and my final thoughts are i learned today that if you use magic powder in one of the old zelda games i don't know it's probably like a link to the past or like oracle Links away, Yeah, in like the German version, if you use it on like a Chew Jelly, it may say a voice line to you that says like always use a condom. Because it's, like, <laughs> <like, you> <laughs> it. okay. it's like yeah. 0.1% of, of kids are even gonna like do that in the game anyway. Damn, um.
2: Deutschland is going hard. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So, uh, thanks for listening. As always, happy gaming. Bye. Bye. Choo choo.
5: Choo choo.
2: As always, a big thank you to our friend Mistriven for the music in our podcast. If you like what you hear and you want to check out more of what they have, you can pay them a visit on Twitter at capital M I S T Capital R I V E N seven one nine or on Bandcamp at Mistriven. Thanks again for tuning in, till next time. Alright guys, we're ready for another game this week, and because of the indie train that we've been running Oh man, I'm not saying indie train but we've been running Let's throw right. the indie train. Indie train! Choo choo! Because obviously everything I say has a sexual connotation. So <laughs> saying that we're running an indie train is just weird. Alright. Okay. Um...
0: <laughs> now I'm just thinking of that scene in uh the Crusaders of the Lost Ark where he's fighting on the train. Oh, belongs in a museum. To- All right, just take it back from the top, Steven. As someone
4: who worked in the museum, I hate that line.
1: Oh, sorry, (laughs) (laughs) I can see it. It
4: belongs in situ where you found it, put it back.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah.